This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Brought to you by The Lounge with Caesar Sports at Turning Stone Resort Casino. Without Jerry McNamara, we wouldn't have won 10 f- games this year. Okay? Not 10. DeVito, pop pass, end zone, touchdown, and the ball game! DeVito, in relief, wins it for the Orange! They don't know about the Kumbaya meetings we had this week. Swing into this! It is over! The Boston Red Sox, baseball's best all season long. They have won it all. The Bills make me wanna shout. Josh Allen, touchdown Buffalo. A 14-yard quarterback draw. Somebody in Vegas told them they were going to win by 20. And the celebration begins. This is on the block. Right, you know, there's validity in that opinion. Here's X-Men. Ah! The... ESPN Radio, 97.7, 100.1, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, heard on 96.5 FM, what's happening in Mohawk Valley? Great to have you along for the ride today, wherever you are listening via the ESPN app, a terrific way to stay in touch with the show, wherever you go. Whatever you do, great way to stay in touch with the show if you are out of typical radio range. No excuses to not keep up with what's happening here on ESPN Radio Syracuse and ESPN Radio Utica Rome because you have the ESPN app on your phone, you find the Listen tab, you find us, and you can take us wherever you go except the bathroom. That's kind of gross. Here's how you get in touch with us. We'd love for you to reach out and touch someone. 437-7644 is the phone number. Always available on Twitter, Brent Axe Media, Brent Axe Media on Twitter, if I don't have you muted. Or you can send us a text. Got your face in your phone, want to fire off a hot take while you're doing it? That's hot. They are welcome on the On the Block text line, 288-0644. All great ways to get in touch, get your voice across on the program here on this Tuesday. Everybody having a good Tuesday? Feels like fall out there today. We're officially into fall. Sunday, it's like 90 Sweating all night. Do I turn the AC back on? Do I not turn the AC back on? Today feels like fall. Feels like a John Facenda kind of day. The autumn wind is a pirate, right? So I hope you're having a great fall Tuesday here in central New York with your pumpkin spice lattes. We have one guest who will join us. It is right here in this hour. It is our good friend. The bills make me wanna Matthew Perino. Syracuse.com. NYUp.com. Come on now. He's on the beat. Now, to my Bills fans out there, I am excited about this week. I can't wait. To hear all the crazy stories of what you crazy Bills Mafia members do in the parking lot before this game against the New England Patriots. Your first place, undefeated, MetLife Stadium champion, Buffalo Bills. Sing it loud, sing it proud. They're going to get stomped by New England this weekend. I hate to say it, I hate to be that guy. I was yelling at Dave and Utica yesterday who called about the Giants. But see, this is today. That was yesterday. 
Yesterday is a day to relish in what happened the day before. Today, reality sets back in. You want to be Debbie Downer today? Tuesday's different than Monday. I know. I just, I'm, but just, that's, my head and my heart are going to be in this real struggle this week. But that's just how I see it going. But I want all the info. I want the man on the beat to tell me how it can happen. Big injuries, I think, are going to hold the Bills back from being competitive in this game. New England, last I looked, is a seven-point favorite. That's actually a line that's reasonable for this game. All things Bills, football, our man Matt Perino right here in this hour. It is top six Tuesday. The voice guy got it in. Number six. Yeah, that's right. Top six Tuesday presented by our friends at the Press Room Pub where I rank the top six teams in the National Football League, the bottom six teams in the National Football League. And if, if I'm feeling saucy, if I'm feeling up to it, feeling saucy, then maybe a top six in college football too. Because that's actually now somewhat interesting besides the three teams you know will be there. Clemson, Alabama, Georgia. The blind side, the hot takes, the usual things. But here we are with Syracuse about to play Holy Cross. This And it's an interesting week. It's essentially a time when Syracuse gets two bye weeks. Oh, they'll play a football game on Saturday. We will give you all the usual coverage of said football game throughout the week. Guests that you will hear, coverage of Syracuse football that we are here to deliver to you because that's what we do. Mike, chat with Dino Babers later this week. Thanks, Brent. Welcome, Coach. We will have Eric Dungy on the show tomorrow. Like We're going to do all the things that we do. We're not taking the week off. Oh, no, 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 no. But you got to admit that this is a very interesting game that kind of feels like a bye week. Like next week's a real bye week. This week kind of feels like a bye week in a lot of different ways. Now, Dino Babers will tell you that this is a football game that they cannot take anyone for granted, as he said yesterday. I bet you that's what Clemson said 2017 or 2018 when we played them. Okay, so I don't look at it that way. The average fan can look at it any way they'd like. The ball bounces a lot of funny ways. It went on the ground a lot on Saturday, and if it went bounced different ways, I could be up here with a different attitude today. You never know what's going to happen in a football game, and then you never know who's going to get hurt in a football game while you're playing it. It's a serious game where the good players are allowed to get tackled and they're allowed to get hurt. So we need to be focused and locked in so we don't make any mistakes and we can leave this game with the same amount of players that we started it with. All things true. From their standpoint, they have to take it serious for all those reasons and others I have not mentioned. But it's kind of hard for me and others out here to take it seriously for a number of reasons. For one, Syracuse is a 38.5-point favorite in this football game, and I understand that that's Vegas and Vegas wants your money. And we were discussing that yesterday with some of these odds makers out there about putting odds on Dino Baber's name popping up for other jobs. That is simply people that want your money. That is not a bombshell report, as some ridiculous website put out there yesterday, that's really a betting website that wants your money. Okay? But 38 and a half tells you, like, those are Bama numbers. Holy Cross in the FCS now, not the FBS, the FCS, has the 104th rated offense. On defense, they are rated 111th. That's at the FCS level, okay? We already know there's a huge talent gap. We already know the speed, the talent, the coaching, 
all things considered, is so far ahead that they might have one or two players that could make some plays out there, make things interesting, but the gap in talent and everything else between these two is Grand Canyon-like. They are a sacrificial lamb. They are a team that, frankly, should not be on the schedule five games into the schedule. Those that tend to look at schedules and look at things from a big-picture standpoint that maybe Syracuse had loaded up a little too much on non-conference games, which I've gone back and forth on. I'm somebody that looks at this as entertainment. Football is entertainment. I want the big names to come into town. I'd rather have more brand-name teams on the slate than the Holy Crosses of the world because I like to go to football games where there are people and where the games matter. But there's 12 games a year. They're not all going to feel like Clemson. They're not even all going to feel like big-time conference games. As short as that season can be, as much as there's only six home games and you want to make every one of them feel like an event, that's just not realistic. You do need these games on a schedule. I don't like that it's five games into the schedule. If this is game one, I'm fine with it. Liberty was game one, and they're a team that just made the jump from the FCS to the FBS, so that kind of felt like an FCS game. But Liberty had some talent. Had a, you know Their coach was in a hospital bed, but a noted college coach that was an offensive guru. It's only, a t- only air quotes, a 24-0 win for Syracuse. So that's what some of the people that want to maybe detract from this conversation would say, but Brent, Liberty just made the jump. Liberty this, Liberty that. They only won 24 nothing. Brent, Villanova came to the Dome a couple years ago. Remember that? Almost won the game. And again, I would tell you, Villanova is one of the best programs at the FCS level. If this was Appalachian State, if this was Villanova, if this was a credible, noted FCS team, like even Colgate, which has been a consistent program that has made the playoffs, that has made a national championship game in recent memory at that level, comes to the Dome and loses by 40 points, right? So this is a week to get things right. This is a week to get some reps in and get a lot of younger players in there, particularly with that new redshirt rule where you can play players up to four games before making that decision. When you're out there and you're recruiting and you say, if you come to Syracuse University, you will play in this building, you will play in these games, That's this is the game you're talking about. Dino is exactly right in what he says and having to take it seriously and you can't let up and there's safety concern. That, that's absolutely his job. If anything, it's harder to coach his team this week in some ways than it is to coach against Clemson or coach against some of these big-time opponents. Again, let me stress, in some ways. Because motivation's a funny thing. Like the, These players, and what you heard coming out of the locker room last week after the win over Western Michigan, a much-needed win in many different ways, was never get comfortable. I like that philosophy. I think it's a good philosophy to have in life, let alone a football team. But then there's reality. There's the real world we all live in here, and there's just going to be a considerable less amount of buzz, a considerable less amount of seriousness, a considerable less amount of fill-in-the-blank here when it comes to this football game. Now, if you want to look at the other side of it, you want to look at the glass half full, to get a game like this and a bye week before you go into your ACC schedule, boy, there is not a lot of teams out there that can say that. Sometimes you need it, sometimes you don't. You can make the strong case to me that this team needs it. 
because they've got to heal on defense. They need Ify Melonfawu and Andre Sisco healthy. They need Bear back in that lineup. They need a number of players that have the usual kind of nicks and bruises and bumps and things that come about halfway through a football season. And believe it or not, we're like getting there. This is game five already. How quickly things fly in the college football world. Like, if you're going to sit there and look at the schedule and say, when am I going to put my bye week? It's right around here. You get through game five, take a breath before a weird start to your ACC schedule. On the road on a Thursday night, then turn around and play Pitt on a Friday night. Pitt, a team that just beat Central Florida. Pitt, a team that's got Penny uh, Pickett at quarterback. Pitt, a team that has had a lot of success against Syracuse in recent years. And to me, as a toss-up game. So why are you skipping over NC State, Brent? I think they're going to beat NC State. I do. But you're on the road on a Thursday night, and that has not proved well in Syracuse history. I mean, we're talking about 1997 here, Torrey Holt game. Everybody remembers that, but not any place to start. But I think NC State is a team that Syracuse can beat. So timing is everything in life. The timing of this game, the timing of the bye week, on top of that, all things considered, I will toss that question to you. Is that a good or a bad thing? I don't like that they're playing this team five weeks into the schedule, but given where they're at, maybe that's just what they need. Ideally, you'd want to start, I mean, Liberty's on the schedule. Let's say you start with Liberty, then start with Holy Cross on top of that, so you get like two practice games in. Then get a Western Michigan in before you play a Maryland or a Clemson, or even if you want to mix a Maryland in there somewhere, because you don't want to play cream puffs from the start. Everybody gets that tough game now, one or two games into the slate, because TV wants good matchups in the first couple of weeks, and nobody blames them for that, particularly when you got a new ACC network you got to sell people. But man, playing Clemson in week three, you can play Clemson any week with that team, and, and it's going to be a tough spot. But it just seemed to come at the wrong time. Maryland snuck up on everybody. We knew it would be a tough game, knew it would be a game you have to take seriously, and all those things you have to say about it, but it just, 63-20, the result, not only the result of the game, not only the surprise of the defense just getting absolutely run over by that Maryland offense, four different running backs had 20 yards or more in a single run in that game. But this is the thing with football. It never goes quite according to plan. As much as they watch film and prep and Everything you hear about football and the structure of football, we have six days in between games to talk ourselves into certain things and narratives, right? It never really goes according to plan, but that's what makes this week unique. Hey, that rhymes. It's going to go exactly according to plan because they're going to demolish this team and then they're going to get a bye week to do all those things you need to do. Timing is everything. In this case, timing is pretty good for the Orange. 437-7644 is the phone number. Brent Axe Media on Twitter. The text line is 288-0644. We'll talk to Matt Perino coming up. Bills, Patriots coming up this Sunday in Orchard Park. Tables everywhere beware in western New York. First, my man Bill from Lee Baldwin & Company is here, ready to deliver the financial news that you need to know on the markets on this Tuesday. What's up, Bill? 
Uh, not too much. A little bit of a pullback today. Uh, Dow finished down half a percent. Uh, NASDAQ was down over 1%. All right. What are we uh, thinking for diamonds and dogs today, my friend? Uh, not a lot of diamonds. We're going to go with Wind Resorts, a uh, casino company. was upgraded today, um, improving fundamentals in uh, Macau, China. And they have a new casino in the Boston Harbor called Encore. Ooh, okay. Next time I'm in Boston, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it looks uh, pretty pretty neat on the website, at least. And then for uh, dogs, we have uh, Netflix. It was down 4% today. It's actually negative for the year now. Uh, it was downgraded by an analyst saying increased competition from Disney, Apple, and AT&T. See, yeah. so, I was wondering about that, Bill. Like At one point, Netflix just had total command of that market, but now there's... There's a new streaming service announced every day, so it's, it's kind of flooding the market and devaluing these things. It's going to be curious to see which one kind of wins out when they all launch, because Apple is coming and Disney Plus is coming, and i got to subscribe to that to get all the Star Wars content. And before you know it, like I'm going to have 40 of these things on, on, on my bills coming in every month. Exactly. Disney starts in November, so we'll see uh, how well that goes just in uh, another month. Bill, thank you so much, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. That is our friend Bill from Lee Baldwin and Company, LeeBaldwin.com. They are in Manlius. They are in Kaz. They are in Utica. Stop in. So you have all the diamonds and none of the dogs on your portfolio. Let's break on that note. We'll talk some football coming up with my main man, Matt Perino. Stay right there. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Don't do it, Brent. Don't do it, Brent. Don't do it. I apologize. I, I just can't help myself. It's Top 6 Tuesday, where we rank things, because we like to rank things. We like to use the voice guy, keep him busy. Number 6. Keep his voice uh, cords nice and loose and limber and ready to go. Yes, we have a number 6 now, because it is Top 6 Tuesday. Presented by the Press Room Pub, where our friends at the Press Room Pub want to reward you for your fantasy football expertise. The Press Room Pub Fantasy Football Prize Pool. Each league's point winner gets a $10 gift certificate each week. We then draw a main winner for the $25 gift certificate. There's a grand prize winner. How about this? $500 at the end of week 17. You can sign up all year long by going to pressroompub.com. So you don't have to wait to get your payout on fantasy football. Our friends at the Press Room Pub will do that. They have been bringing us some delicious food every Tuesday to try. We've had... So many great things off the menu today. We had the uh, sausage mac and cheese, a little spicy, a little kick in there if you like a little kick in your mac and cheese, something different, something delicious. So thanks to our friends at the Press Room Pub for bringing that over. Let's start in the bottom. Let's start with the bottom six teams in the National Football League. Voice guy, what do you got? Number six. Uh, Cincinnati who played your Buffalo Bills this week and failed in their attempt to knock down the Bills. Now, Cincinnati's interesting. I think Zach Taylor's a good coach. I think he's going to turn that thing around. They're just not quite there yet. They lost 21-20, 41-17, 21-17. Once he kind of writes that ship and gets it going the right direction, I think the Bengals could be good, but for now, 
They're in the bottom six. Number five. Arizona, who sits at 0-2-1. At least there's hope there. Kyler Murray appears to be the answer at quarterback. I'm surprised that defense is that bad. Chandler Jones and company, given the talent they have there. But they've had some key injuries, and they kind of sit at the bottom of the league. This next team is the most surprising team. Number four. The fact that Denver's 0-3. The fact that the Denver Broncos defense, led by head coach Vic Fangio, does not even have a sack at this point. Like, how do you, like by accident you get a sack or two in football, let alone a defense that's known for being that aggressive. And look, this is what you get when Joe Flacco's your quarterback, right? Number three. I hate to put the Jets here because I think injury has just dovetailed this season so far. But... I mean, when you got Luke Falk out there, is what you're going to get. Number two. The Washington Redskins. 30th in points in total defense. Just a hopeless franchise. I don't know how they turn it around. They got trucked by the Chicago Bears last night. It's funny when you think, you're watching Monday Night Football, you're watching ESPN. There are millions of people watching it, but sometimes it's like an audience of one and I'm watching that game, and I'm like, man, is Mitch Trubisky going to make a throw more than five yards? And he <laughs> throws that touchdown pass at the end of the first half. Great catch in the end zone. I was like, oh, Mitchell does have an arm. Number one. Now, the Miami Dolphins, I think, are going to occupy this spot consistently as we go through the NFL season. But Josh Rosen, glimmer of hope, maybe. I know the final score doesn't really indicate this, but Miami actually gave Dallas maybe more of a push in that game? I mean, we're we're rewarding brownie points at this point, but that's what life is a Dolphins fan. All right, let's go to the top six. Number six. We have a tie. All right, we have a tie. I shouldn't do this, but I couldn't decide between the Bills and the Niners. So I'm going to put them both here. I'm going to enjoy my moment while the Bills are 3-0 before the Patriots take care of business this weekend. But when you look at the Bills, they beat the Jets, the Giants, and the Bengals. The Niners beat the Bucks, the Bengals, and the Steelers, who have been wrecked by particularly Ben Roethlisberger, right? Buffalo gets New England. The Niners get Cleveland this week. So a little truth serum for both teams, certainly more for the Bills than the Niners. But we'll have a tie there at number six. They both deserve the nod. Number five. Green Bay Packers. Now you could say, what have they proven to this point? What they'll do in the next three weeks will determine if they stay here or not. Eagles, Cowboys, and the surprising Detroit Lions are next up for Green Bay, who you could also argue should be in this five spot. The only reason I don't have Detroit in there, the tie. 2-0-1. But Detroit's look pretty impressive at this point. Number four. The Dallas Cowboys. Number three. Number three. Sorry, I stepped on you there, voice guy. The Los Angeles Rams. Now, it was defense that carried them to that Monday night football win over the Browns. Jared Goff's looked a little shaky so far, but I think we can put Cooper Cup in the top five category as some of the best receivers in the National Football League right now. Anybody want to argue that? Number two. These top two could swap, honestly, but I think Kansas City gets the two spot. I Look, Pat Mahomes is... Do I really need to tell you how good he is and why? But the fact that he needed only nine quarters to get to 1,000 yards passing and is actually doing it with some key injuries on that offense tells you that you know a quarterback when they make a team better versus the personnel makes the quarterback better. That's Patty Mahomes in Kansas City as that defense continues 
to go through a lot of changes in this offseason. And we know who number one is. Number one. The New England Patriots are plus 89 so far this season. Plus 89. Their defense is giving up six points per game. Here's the next few weeks for New England. Better defense, better quarterback, better situation than what they've seen recently with the Bills. Redskins, Giants, Jets, Browns. They might, I think Buffalo will give them fits this week. I don't think Buffalo, with some injuries and some other things that factor into that game, are going to give them a full four-quarter run. But look at that run here for New England. They might not get a legit challenge here. Maybe Danny Dimes and the Giants for a little bit, but a true team that can hang with them for four quarters until either Cleveland or Baltimore. And that's like five weeks from now. Who makes this schedule and makes it that favorable for the New England freaking Patriots? But this always seems to work out that way. How about a bonus top six for you presented by the Press Room Pub? Number six. I think in some order, the top six teams in college football go like this. Oklahoma there. Number five. Ohio State there. Number four. LSU. Number three. Top three is pretty easy. Georgia there. Number two. Bama there. Number one. Clemson there. Now, Clemson's Clemson because they started number one. They've maintained that. They've done nothing to lose that status. Their best win at this point, though, is Texas A&M. Bama has beaten not a single team of note. Georgia beat Notre Dame this weekend. Can you make the case based on the football we have seen so far? That Georgia should be ranked above Bama? Are we putting Bama above Georgia just based on reputation? Georgia's got a better win. LSU beat Texas and has looked as impressive as any one of those teams right now. Ohio State fits that category, and so does Oklahoma. Who's got the best win of those teams so far? It's probably Georgia. And Notre Dame actually hung in that game. If you're just going by name brand, competitive game, tough game early in the season, it's probably Georgia. I think you can make a strong case. They should be too. Maybe even ranked above Clemson. I think if Clemson played Georgia tomorrow on a neutral field, Clemson will win that game. But those six have kind of separated themselves from the pack. You got to put Wisconsin in that conversation because they smoked Michigan this weekend. Although, how impressive is that given the faults of Jim Harbaugh and the Wolverines right now? Florida's undefeated, but I'm not convinced they're there and they lost their quarterback. So that's going to be something to watch there. But It's really those six. When the playoff rankings start coming out, they're going to be the ones fighting for those four spots. And you got ACC, SEC, 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 Big Ten, Big 12. That's Top 6 Tuesday. It's presented by the Press Room Pub where you can cash in your fantasy football prize pool where each league's point winner gets a $10 gift certificate each week. They then draw a main winner for a $25 gift certificate with a build-up to the grand prize, $500 at the end of Week 17. Sign up your league today and all year long by going to PressRoomPub.com. We're going to go on the blind side coming up next, see what Goldberg's got up his sleeve today. The mystery questions are coming. Prepare thyselves.